This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 115, Give Me My Money. And this so we've shifted from a trucking podcast to now we're a uh, a mob podcast. Um, Guido, this yeah, Guido. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're going to be breaking some kneecaps in this episode. I hope people enjoy it. Uh, no, it's called give me give me my money, and uh, well, we're going to talk about why it's titled that. I'm Craig, your host over there. He's already said something. Hi, Chris. How you doing, Craig? Uh, not too bad. Not too Good. bad today. I. Uh, I'm repping really well. For those who aren't watching on YouTube, then you don't get to see my lovely hat. Uh, so I'm, I'm repping Motor Carrier HQ today, which reminds me, people can go to MotorCarrierHQ.com. Our, uh, you know, I, what, what do we call Motor Carrier? Sister the, company. The sponsor uh, of this show. sponsors it. So yeah. uh, as I've mentioned in the past, MotorCarrierHQ.com is where you can find lots of uh, tools and tips and uh actual practical hands-on things to help you in your quest to either start or grow or continue in your very own trucking company so motorcarrierhq.com you can also go to hollandassetsllc.com to check out full show notes with all the links and the documents and all that stuff and we're also throwing a third one into the mix we're going to be talking about iThrive, i think today yeah probably so. a little bit so we'll we'll get there in a few minutes but first, Chris, I got to ask you, how's your week been? Any updates for us kind of off topic before we dive into all this? Um, it, it, it's been a good week. Um, you know, things are going relatively well. We, Nate and I, this last week drove a little bit over an hour to meet up with a prospective driver oh, wow. that, that lives a little bit further away from us than typical. So we kind of met in the middle. But I, I think that just kind of goes to show how important it is for us to make sure we have a good feel of a driver that we hire before we uh, actually hire him, you know, willing to, you know, we, we felt like a face-to-face interactions better than just over the phone and mm. um, took the time to go out and do that. And uh, she should start for us here in the next week or so. Wow. Okay. You know, but I've heard Chris that, you know, from corporate America for the last two or three years that, Hey, zoom is just as good. It's just as uh, good. Chris. I, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. <laughs> Only on podcasts. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Hey, what's that voice? That's, hey, that wasn't me. <laughs> Chris, do you want to introduce? We have a guest with us uh, over on the couch with you is, uh, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and introduce yeah, this her? Is, this is Farah. Farah and I have been working together for... Almost six years. Almost six years. Um, she working together at iThrive Funding, another one of my um, businesses that I'm a part of that uh, does factoring. Um, we're not really going to talk about factoring today, but we talked about Guido early earlier on mm. farah is a real life guido she'll be breaking kneecaps talking about how to do that and <laughs> you know essentially collect money so yeah it's a, it's an important skill to have we're gonna you know chris we're just gonna get lit up over this episode <laughs> from certain demographics uh, it's th- this is not gonna be pretty uh, in the comments yeah probably not <laughs> <laughs> um all right so today we're, we're talking about uh, it's give me my money is the title of the episode do you want to kind of get into this subject for us, Chris, tell me, tell me what it is that you want to I, I talk about. I think the best way to do that is, are you a Parks and Rec fan at all? I'm familiar with yeah. its work. So, so you've got Mona Lisa Saperstein. Let's, <laughs> let's roll a clip of her real quick. Yeah, sure. Money, please. Yeah. I, I don't recommend you use Mona Lisa Saperstein's, um, 
collection MO. techniques. Yeah. As, as, uh, um, we've talked about also breaking kneecaps. I mean, that was kind of as a joke. Don't go out and do that kind of thing. That can get you not a good business. Legal practice. disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, Holland assets does not condone the breaking of kneecaps for the collection of funds. Money, please. Money, please. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Um, Parks and Rec, one of my favorite, uh, sitcoms shows, um, Ron, Ron Swanson on it is just fantastic so if you haven't if that's not one that you've binged watch get past the first season not great um but after the first season it's it is hilarious it's yeah it is a good show so so when it comes to give me my money what you want to talk about then is the more formalized business (laughs) tactic of accounts receivable accounts receivable okay which is a funny name like i I, i've always kind of wondered i i get receivables you know you're receiving your money but you know it it's a it's a funny way to to call it, but that's what it is. We're going to kind of go through the process. Um, it, it's an incredibly important thing. Um, if you're not on top of it, then um, you're not going to get your money in time. And there's lots of things that can go wrong that can delay payments coming in. So so this episode is more for um, listeners that don't use a factoring company because a factoring company really does this piece for you for the most part. With that being said, even those who are using a factoring company, it's good to understand the process so that you can um, kind of hold your factoring company accountable, understand better what they're doing. And and some of the things, especially the, the first few steps of the, the whole accounts receivable process is applicable whether you use a factoring company or not. And so we'll, we'll talk about some kind of tips and tricks there that will help both um, you know, those who do use one and those who don't, but it, this, this episode is going to be especially beneficial for somebody who does their own collections. Yeah. And, uh, and Farrah is going to be helping us out with that because she, this is what she does She's, all day, every day. Yeah. So right. Farrah for the first, um, three years, what, three years, three years. <laughs> at iThrive, she did just collections. This is, this was her world. She understands it very well. She's actually, you'll see from, you know, as we go on, Farrah has a, a fun personality, She's yeah, I'll be super, the judge of that. Well, well f- <laughs> more fun than yours. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, all right. Shots fired. Here we go. <laughs> so she, uh, she, we, she transitioned into into sales, and she helps um, clients kind of get set up. She's just a super helpful person, and so she uh, she helps our clients really well. Helps the guys that are just kind of getting started, and and walks through the process. So um, she's she's no longer in collections, but she kind of does sales and client onboarding right yeah well welcome Farrah. thank you thanks for having me yeah yeah uh and i want to kick my first question to you before we get into kind of the specifics uh you know chris you've already said accounts receivable is a funny term but did you actually define it or should i kick this to Farrah? what what is accounts receivable it's the money you're owed it's is that- the money you're owed yeah so you complete a job and so much um, for kicking a question to Farrah. I, that was my mistake. Farrah <laughs> <laughs> so will answer a lot of questions here in a few minutes. But, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, receivables is just the money that you're owed. So you complete a job and you should, you need to get paid for it. But it's just not an automatic thing. There's right. a process that needs to happen to make sure you get paid for it. And in trucking, it's 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 relatively complicated compared to some other industries. Is it? Okay. So that, I, that was going to be one of my questions is, you know, I, I took accounting 101, Chris, and by took, I mean failed. Uh, <laughs> I think I've told that story already, but, uh, you know, I took accounting 101. I've heard of accounts receivable. This should be just generically applicable across the board for any company, but uh, it, it but it's more complicated or it's different for trucking then? Fair, I, how, how's, I mean, that's a big question, but uh, 
I, I guess, uh, yes or no. Like, is it is it more complex? Is it tougher? Well, the nice thing about factoring, like, so if you are in the trucking business and you find you do get triggered and want to break kneecaps, mm. you have a resource to go to for someone that can handle those things for you. <laughs> but really, it's just about knowing, you know, how and when to bill following special instructions, which a lot of times, you know, get missed when they're on like a rate confirmation page that you kind of just scan through and you don't realize, oh, I had to actually do ABC. Mm, right. And then if you don't have someone following up on that regularly. Yeah. So. And that's, uh, so in this episode, then we're going to get into that process. What does it actually look like to run an accounts receivable side of the business? Right, Chris? Yeah. And you're going to be kind of firing off some questions of Farah. Yep. Do you want yeah, to so take over let, from yeah, here? Let's, and, let's talk about that. So we, we've, as Farah and I were kind of planning through what exactly this, you know, what we should talk about and, and how this is going to be the most helpful to clients. We kind of came up with, there's a six step process that, that I thrive really um, follows in the collections piece. And it should be the same for a trucking company. And, and the reason that we're bringing, I thrive into this is because um, factoring companies, this is the world that they live in. This is what they do all day long and they're very good at it. And, and I thought, you know what, um, even, even for Holland assets, we don't follow we haven't been following this six step process as well. And it's, it's even going to be good for us to kind of relook at our, you know, collecting process and make sure we're doing things a little bit better. And so, um, I thought I thrive would be a perfect, uh, you know, bring a fair on and, and her experience that I thrive would be perfect for this. So yeah, let's, let's talk about these six steps. Um, the first one is gather paperwork and kind of create the invoice. So Farah, what, what are kind of the, what are the pieces of paperwork? that you need to look at and gather as you're getting ready to bill a client for a job you just completed. So you want the rate confirmation page showing drop off, you know, pick up drop off location, how much you're getting paid. You're going to want your signed proof of delivery. And that means all pages, not just the signed page. So if you have five pages, you need all five pages. Um, and then you're going to want to include any lumper receipts that would go with the load or if you were required to get scaled in and out somewhere, you're gonna wanna have all that on hand. Basically anything that that broker or shipper is going to need to get paid by their customer um, is what you're gonna wanna put in your invoice packet so that you can delay, or so you can avoid any delays in payments. And, and what's kind of, if you don't have, let, let's say you're missing one of those pieces, you, you submit everything to the, to the broker or the shipper, what, what has a tendency to happen? So if you're missing something, um, you're going to have to communicate most likely with the freight agent. So whoever you book the load with or with, um, if you worked direct with the shipper, you can talk with them, but you'll have to like decide whether they're okay to approve if they can get that payment made with the missing documents. Or sometimes they'll say, you know, we can pay that only and when our shipper pays or our customer pays. So your payment could get delayed out 90 days, depending on when their customer actually paid them. Um, and sometimes they just don't pay you. Sometimes yeah. they don't pay you. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the point that I want to make with this is that that initial paperwork and gathering, making sure you have everything. And like, you know, you, you talk about sometimes a bill of lading, the proof of delivery you'll have, um, you know, five pages on it. And one of the page gets stuck in a, yeah. the scanner. And so it only scans four out of the five pages you know, there are brokers and shippers out there. They don't want to pay you any faster no. than they have to. And so, you know, you may send everything off thinking it's all hunky dory and, 
Um, right. 30 days, 40 days later, you realize, you know, you haven't been paid. So you give them a call. Hey, where's, you know, you say, Hey, where's my money? Give me, give me, give me, give me my money. <laughs> and they say, Oh, well, well, you know what? There was one page missing off of the bill of lighting. And so, um, get us that. And then you get them that and they're like, okay, it's another 30 days from now. And yeah, yeah it just turns ugly and you just, you know, and so now all of a sudden that can kind of create a cash flow crunch for you. And so that's one of the reasons like going through each one of these steps and making sure you're following yeah. them diligently. Is and that's important, important too. Um, just knowing like they can restart their clock for 30 days just based on when they get everything they need. Right. So even if you get it for them and you build them 45 days ago, it's like Chris says, well, great. You're at day one. Yeah. <laughs> is this, is, this thing that you guys are describing, uh, you know, the the <laughs> unkind business practices that you're describing here is this really common across the board the whole industry or is it, oh, you're nodding yes. okay yeah. so it's not yes. just like uh, <laughs> oh there's these bad apples that you run across every once in a while it's like th this is common I, I would say and and i could be wrong here but i would say probably a good 50 percent of the companies are going to look for an excuse not to pay you on time you know they'll still end up paying you eventually in most situations but if there's a reason to delay it another 30 days, they're going to find that reason and delay it another 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a problem like too, if, if you're communicating with your freight agent, okay, but they handle everything through their accounts payable department. So if, if that freight agent isn't relaying information to their accounts payable, then, you know, you have a delay there. So factoring companies can be nice in that area too, just because they will usually be able to, you know, bridge the gap between like a freight agent or an accounts payable or help kind of get communication rolling. Cause let's be honest, Chris, how much time do you have driving down the road to make collections calls? <laughs> not not mm. very much. Yeah. yeah. It's a rough go sometimes. And that, and that kind of gets us to step number two, where, um, it, you've got all the paperwork gathered. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you send it off to the company that you hauled the load for. Um, and, and really the important piece here is that you send it to the right place yes what what can yes. what can go wrong there Farah? <laughs> so if you send it to the freight agent and it needs to go to accounts payable then you know they didn't get the paperwork you can't rely on your freight agent to be doing your billing for you um, so definitely need to make sure it gets to the right place and noting that there are some instructions sometimes that will say you know you have to have this specific paper to your freight agent within 48 hours of delivery so they might require that you show them a proof of delivery within 48 hours, but then you still need to bill that over to the mm. correct billing yeah. department. And and one thing that's, you know, just to, for people that may not understand exactly how brokerages work, um, you know, a lot, oftentimes you've got what Farrah is talking about, the freight agent. And this is kind of the, the front facing employee that the carrier typically works with. They kind of coordinate every, everything between the shipper and the carrier. Um, make sure that you know they they um, make sure the load paperwork's all there they, they handle the details of the load make sure the load's delivered communicate with the truck driver sometimes definitely with the trucking company you know whoever the dispatcher is or if it's an owner operator the owner operator um and, and so the agent does that and so oftentimes what happens is you'll as a as a carrier you'll get everything done you'll submit it to that um agent that you've been working with and, and the agent, you know, maybe 75% of the time will just forward it on to the accounts payable or the accounting department where it also needs to go. 
but some of them don't. And so if you don't, and you don't also submit the paperwork to the, it's technical term is accounts payable mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the, their accounting department, it's like they've never received it. Right. Yeah. And then not, you know, and if Which it takes from, uh, sorry, but from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> that is, it's bananas to it's think illogical. about where it's like, Hey, you all work for the same company. Yeah. Just walk the papers across the hall but that's not how it works is it no that's another good excuse not to pay you within 30 days and pay you in 60 and so it's it's another one of those things you have to be careful so how do you make sure farah that you're sending it to the right person you have to read the rate confirmation page so or if you are working direct with a shipper you need to have that email or whatever provided to you by the shipper so it will usually say send invoices or paperwork here And you also need to know if it requires original documentation that you are going to have to mail your original papers in if that's required, which is not a huge thing in this day and age. Less and less that's that's becoming a requirement. But yeah, yeah, it's so usually what I try to do is, um, you know, if if just because, you know, some of these guys are going to are unscrupulous, I send it to everybody. So I'll make (laughs) sure I send a copy to the freight agent, to the accounts payable, to their dog. The shotgun approach. Yeah, the shotgun (laughs) approach. Like, okay, somebody got it. And, and, you know, it's nice to be able to go through your send email when they say, oh, I didn't receive that. And you're like, oh, yeah, here it is. Look, I forwarded the email I originally sent to you 25 days ago. Yeah. So that's how you make sure you get it to the right person. So we have six steps to go through. We've done two. And I'm sensing that there's going to be a theme of... uh, precision or exactness or you know like this is not something you can be sloppy with paperwork you can never be sloppy with so (laughs) okay so what's step three so step three um and this is this kind of gets into more those first two steps that we talked about are really things you absolutely have to do Mm -hmm. um most of the rest of the steps are more of a their best practices and they're going to help ensure um that that you get paid timely. So what iThrive does for the third step is seven days after the invoice is sent, you send an email to Mm -hmm. who? We send it to the accounts payable department with either the shipper or the broker. And and just to verify that they've received all the paperwork. Yeah. Basically saying, do you have everything required in order to issue payment to this load? And if not, then what is missing so that we can relay that information over? And, and you do that because that way at, at seven days, you're finding out if there's an issue rather than at than 30, 30 days. days. Yeah. And, and so instead of getting paid at 60 days, now hopefully even if there was an issue, you're getting paid at 37 days. Right. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, if you have to reset the clock, you don't have to reset it back that far. Uh, okay, good. And then what's step four then? And then step four, 20 day, 25 days after the invoice is sent, another email is sent. Yeah, and this email is usually just a basic um, payment status request, right? You're basically just saying, hey, you know, what day is this payment expected to go out and to where? We Mm. always try to also ask to where. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this this is sounding like a kind of squeaky wheel type of thing, right? Just make sure that you're present, make sure that you that they know that you're watching yeah, <laughs> in a way, right? Yeah. And, and and really, to if, if there's a problem, to find out a problem earlier in the process right, rather right. than later in the process. Okay, all right. So uh, what was that step? Was that step four? That was am step I four. crazy? Who am I? Yep. What is truth? Time is a flat <laughs> circle, Chris. Oh my I, gosh, are you getting philosophical Oh boy, <laughs> I just, uh, I blacked out yeah, for a minute can there. Can we turn his microphone off? <laughs> uh, you're, in, you're in control of the microphones. Uh, okay, so what are we Thank on? Step gosh. five then. 
All right, so step five. So this happens 35 days after the invoice was sent, assuming you haven't received a payment yet. So what do you, what do, you do at this point? You gotta pick up the phone. You gotta pick up the phone and call and say, where is, where's my money? <laughs> money, money. Sure. Yeah, money, show please. me the money, right? Let's, yeah. how, many, how many movies can we get in here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it, it's important here at this point. It's not just sending an email. It's yeah. not anything like that. It's... Um, picking up the phone and calling. Yeah. And and step six is really kind of the the same thing, but I, I, we decided to make this as, a, as an, another step is because um, you, you want to make sure you don't do this and you don't kind of get lazy with step five is you keep calling every other business day until you've got some kind of resolution with mm. this payment. And so, you know, that, that typically means, um, you know, if, if you either haven't gotten a hold of them or they got a, you got a hold of them. They said, oh, yeah, let me look into it. You just you kind of keep following up until, you know, and, and typically I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what, what do we consider resolution? Even if we haven't received a payment, like what will what kind of information can they give us that will make us feel comfortable enough that we say, hey, we're going to give them another week before we try to follow up again? So if they can tell us the date it was paid out, where it mailed, and give us like a check number, or like an ACH deposit number. I and was just going to ask, what's more common these days, electronic deposit or uh, or a paper check? Electronic's getting more, and you can always know like on the electronic deposit part, usually if you have not seen that deposit within three days, then you'd want to get back on the phone. It should, it should be there by day three, um, whereas like a paper check or something, you might want to give that seven to 10 days to allow it time to get there. Got it. Okay. Uh, let me ask you one more question before we go on with some other stuff. These steps that you've talked about and, and the the precise, you know, place to send <laughs> things or, you know, who to ask about this, that, and the other. Does this shift with the size of your company? Uh, so I'm, I'm putting my myself in the shoes of an owner-operator versus, mm -hmm. you know, somebody with 10 trucks or somebody with 100 trucks. Uh, is this... Are these six steps applicable across the board? It's yep. going to be the same across every time? Yep. I don't mm -hmm. think it needs to change one little bit for a big, big, huge corporation or a one truck guy. Okay. Um, bigger, I would say maybe you want to be a little more diligent because you're handling paperwork for multiple carriers. Maybe right. instead of, you know, especially if you have the carrier sending their paperwork direct versus someone handling all your billing. That's a whole nother element. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Six steps. That's the it's six simple. steps. And, and it's it, easy. It's it's pretty easy. It's it's not rocket science by any means. And it'll work like 80% of the time, you know, it, basically as we've laid it out. But there are some times you have to make a little bit of tweaks. Every company, you know, big brokerages versus small brokerages operate a little bit differently. Some of them you can actually go online and see payment status yeah. and other things. Some you have to call. Um, and so you... you you kind of just have to learn the differences between the brokers that mm. you work with and, um, you know, kind of understand those and, and make little tweaks here and there. But generally, if you follow that process, you're going to have a pretty clean um, accounts receivable. And and one thing that's really important with this, too, is you need to stay on top of your accounts receivable. And the way that you do that is through your accounting system. Like, you know, I, I've talked about this quite a bit. I use QuickBooks. There's a report that I can pull that shows my accounts receivable detail and it'll show how much of the money that I'm owed is somewhere in that one to 30 day period. 
and how much of it is 30 to 45 days old and how much is 45 to 60. And, and you just, you need to pull that report. You know, I, I'd typically pull it a couple times a week. Oh, wow. That, that much. Yeah. And would that go again for an owner operator? Cause you know, Chris, you're talking about a bigger company, multiple, multiple companies that you worry about this kind of thing with. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to picture myself. I'm, I'm on the road five days a week, six days a week, whatever, you know, I'm, I am busy. Yeah. I'm driving, I'm loading, I'm unloading. When, like, when, so when, when does an individual is, owner operator find the time to do this? So when I was, when I was driving the year that I was driving, the best time to do this kind of thing is when you're waiting at a shipper receiver to get loaded. Right. You know, oftentimes you'll have a couple of hours at that point. And in reality, if you're staying on top of the, the receivables, and you're doing this a couple times a week and you're kind of going through your list. Okay. I need to send that seven day email to these three guys. And you're doing that twice a week. Um, you typically, it, you're not going to spend more than 30 minutes each time you do it on these tasks, maybe right. an hour. Now, I, I also want to ask you about, uh, and this can be for Farrah, uh, about iThrive is a, it's a factoring company, right? And, mm-hmm. and Chris, you've talked in the past about, well, how great it would be if everybody signed up for iThrive, right? But <laughs> no, but in the, in the past, what you've said was, hey, look, as long as you find a factoring company that's good, that works for you, use it, right? It, it can be really helpful. How does a factoring company fit into this process then? If like, can it help ease uh, like an owner operator's load? Is it going to make it more complicated? Uh, tell me how that fits that's, in. That's a good question. And in, in reality, a good factoring company is going to do steps essentially two through six. The only thing the trucking company is going to have to do is gather the paperwork. And then do you send it to the factoring and then company you send and they that, take care of it? Yep. And they handle everything from there. But if you are with the factoring company, we do still have like with iThrive, um, you know, you have access to an online portal. So if you wanted to go in and pull your own purchase reports and just see, I mean, we're handling all the back end stuff for sure. But if you still want to be involved in your business, everything is accessible to you all mm-hmm. the time. So you can see, oh, how many invoices are at day 30? And, you know, does it if uh, if I'm a, an owner operator and I've got some outstanding invoices that I've sent to iThrive or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you guys are handling all of the. The, all the steps two through six, does it then get messy if I'm calling no, people or emailing? Or it, Well, you know? here's what's nice. Uh, when we have clients who are interactive, right, and they will ask us, they'll call mm-hmm. their account manager and say, hey, I've noticed this one's at day 45. What can I do to help? Because sometimes we do actually need the carrier to make a call because not everyone wants to talk to a factoring <laughs> company. Can you believe it? But they don't. So <laughs> they'll want to talk to the client. They don't client. want their kneecaps broken. They don't. <laughs> they just so. don't know how nice Farrah is. It's oh, tr- well, so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it can really help if they are being proactive, just watching their own own books anyway. Right. But, right. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, they're going to be calling and talking to you Hopefully about it. they would it, call or, and talk to us. Right. And, then and we not go over kind your of, head. Yeah, because then we can kind of navigate. And if it's something like we're missing, most likely we're going to need the documentation first. Mm -hmm. If they send it, how do we know? So then you run into like, he said, he said, well, who do I believe? (laughs) Hey, you know, it could have been she said. And then it's the kneecaps, Craig. So (laughs) That's step seven, right? (laughs) Yeah, step seven. seven. I'll tell you what, I, uh, you know, we keep talking about kneecaps. Yesterday I walked 15 miles. 
Uh, so oh, I would wow. really appreciate it if somebody would just club my kneecaps <laughs> and just take me out of my misery. Uh, I think you need like some Epsom salts. Maybe that would <laughs> right, be nice. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, good. So any, anything else that, any, any stones that I have left unturned or that we have left unturned as far as this subject? As far as the process goes, no, but we do have some kind of some tips and tricks that we want to talk a little bit about. Mm, sure. So maybe, maybe we move on to that. So, um, Farah, what's like, what's the most important thing like that this whole process helps um, somebody do? Like what's the most important thing that they need to do? For getting paid or yeah, for getting paid for. <laughs> so, so well, one of them, one of them that's going to go into account with all this too, is making sure maybe, you know, the credit of the brokers and shippers you're running for. So, I mean, along with making sure that you're put together with your paperwork and, I mean, you also want to know you're running for people that can make the payment to you, right? And who are not doing yeah. any shady acts on the side. So, so that's kind of one of the things that uh, I've, you know, I talk a lot about in the podcast, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Sure. Like that's one of my favorite um, things to live by in my life is that to stay ahead of things. don't buy the pickup truck. Or don't yeah. buy the pickup truck. I hear truck, that yeah. one a lot. I feel like you um, should always buy the pickup truck. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> but okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was a deep cut for those who have been listening to the show for a long oh, time. Don't, might, don't okay. buy the pickup. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you want to make sure that you're going to get paid by the company that you're going to do the work for. And one of the nice, you know, this is kind of one of the advantages of working with a factoring company is most factoring companies will have a, a manner that you can go in and you can check credit for a broker or shipper that you're hauling for. So you can go into the factoring companies in your online portal and you can type in the company's like if it's a broker, their MC number or their name, and it'll say, yeah, here's like the average days to pay for this particular broker or shipper. And and if it's 90 days or, you know, something like that, they're, you're going to say, ah, I don't want to haul for these guys because I'm not, I'm not going to get paid. Um, and, and that's, that's one of the advantages of working with a factoring company is you can, you can see that up front and you can see either how long they get paid, how long they take to pay, or if they just don't pay their bills very well. And you're like, ah, I don't want to haul for this guy because I don't want to risk not getting paid. Yeah. Right. right. So would that be one of these tips and tricks is let, let a factoring company kind of be your vanguard as far as checking out uh, shippers and, and yeah. whatnot? And, and yes, but we also, we're actually going to try to launch something with this episode. As um, Fair and I were kind of preparing to do this episode, I started to think, you know what? I wonder if I thrive can provide like a, a limited piece of this service to just everybody, mm. um, to all the, the Holland assets listeners. Um, because it is, 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 is a good thing to have so that you, it gives you a kind of peace of mind that, you know, the, the company that you're working for going to do work for is likely to pay you. And so we're actually, um, people will be able to go into the show notes and we're going to provide, um, a phone number that they can give Farah a call or shoot her an email and she will be able to set them up with a username and password into the iThrive credit check system. Mm, and so people can just go in no cost. Um, and, and if the, the broker or shipper is in our database, we'll let them know, you know, what their average days to pay is and, and a few other little bits of important information that can kind of help them make these decisions. So it's, it's actually a pretty cool little value that we're going to start offering for free. Oh, for free. Yeah. Chris, you said the magic words, man. <laughs> <laughs> the magic words, yep. 
So in this, go go to the show notes for episode 115. We'll have Farah's email in that, and then we'll have the phone number that they can call to to get set up by Farah um, into this free system. Okay, awesome. Is there any? Did I miss anything on the on that, Farah? I don't think so. Okay, I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. I did. Either. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so so if I'm I, I, I want to review to make sure I got it. But basically, make sure you have all of your paperwork, number one. It, like, don't lose any pages, right, Farah? Don't lose it. And they're not <laughs> napkins. They are not napkins. <laughs> don't Keep set your, your coffee papers. cup on top of it. You know. <laughs> so, okay. So, make sure you've got every page of your paperwork. Make sure you send it to the right place mm-hmm. or and to the right person, right? Yes. And then, and then be a squeaky wheel. Keep in touch. Make sure that you're, you know, what'd you say? Uh, seven days, uh, 25, 25 days, days, and then 35 days. days. Um, so make sure that you're involved in the process constantly, not just assuming that my money's on my way. And, and the key for that is that kind of step three, because, you know, starting with that step three, that's what a lot of, I, I think, owner operators and, and people that um, are kind of new to this don't have a lot of experience. It's this step that they don't do. Like really that step three and four, the seven day email asking if they got everything right. and then the 25 day email asking for payment status. Those more than anything help identify problems earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I would say to that too, like uh, let's say you are resolving an issue. So, you know, they've requested a new, you know, a better copy or whatever, and you send that over. I always recommend doing a follow-up on that maybe within 48 hours and just saying, you know, did you receive that? So, you yeah. know, okay, everything is now on track. So interesting. You know, this actually reminds me, Chris, of a podcast I listened to years and years ago. We're talking like 2008. uh, And it was back when I was in college. It was all about job searches and resumes and interviews and all that stuff. And they they said, you know, yes, you can have a perfect resume and here's how you write it. And you can perform perfectly in the interview and here's how you do it. But they said, what's going to really make you stand out more than anything else is your follow ups. Um, anyway, it's reminding me of that in a way where it's it, it's like, look, you can send all the stuff off and just assume that you're going to get your money. And, and you, 75% and, of the time, you right, probably exactly. will. Right, <laughs> exactly. Most of the time, you probably will get your money. But what's going to make you even more successful than the next company is that follow-up, that making sure that you're constantly involved in the give me my money process, right? Yes. That's that's what I'm calling it, by the way. Uh, Chris, you said accounts receivable was a little awkward. Let's call it the "Give Me My Money" department. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, we're gonna, we're going to start a new trend. It's going to be across every industry and every business before long. The "Give Me My Money" department, aka I, accounts receivables, aka in parentheses. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Anything else on I, AR? Then I, I just want to talk really quick about some of the the more common um, mm. issues that we see. Yeah. Um, that, that cause delays in payments. And, and we've talked a little bit about each, most of these, um, but uh, just really quick go over them. Um, one, missing pages on the, the bill of lading specifically. Sometimes the rate confirmation can have multiple pages. Usually they don't care so much about that, but the bill of lading for sure, make sure you've got all the pages. Okay. And especially if there's multiple stops, mm-hmm. um, that, that's a, a pretty common problem. Um, the scans or the pictures that you take of the paperwork. And this is notorious for the trucking industry because you've got a truck driver that's trying to do it from the truck and um, it, they're not always great. And so just make sure you've got a good scanning app or something on a phone and that the picture that they take is good quality. Like I usually what I would do when I was driving, um, I'd, I'd lay it down on the floor of the cab. So you've got a black floor 
um, and then take the picture with some, make sure there's light in the cab. So it's light. And, and usually when you do that, you, you get a really good, a really good picture of the, uh, the bill of lading and all the pages of it. That makes sense. And would you, when you were driving, would you carry around like a, did you have a folder like that was really nicely color coordinated or something, or just like, where did you keep all this paperwork? What did you do with I it? Just, when you I just, I just had a, essentially a manila envelope. Once I, oh, okay. once I'd take the picture of it, I'd throw it in the manila, manila envelope and just keep it. And then when I got back to the office, I'd put it in a file. How long do you keep that? Um, three, three years. Is that what we typically keep? Usually. Yeah. Three yeah. years. Is it, is there any sort of, uh, requirement, uh, you know, legal requirement or, you know, some kind of government mandated, I, you need to keep this on file. I don't think it's a, a legal thing. Um, it's just a good business practice in case there ever is an issue with mm -hmm. the payment or anything like that. Okay. All right. Well, good. Um, uh, sorry, go on. A couple other things. So missing signatures that like make sure mm -hmm. you, somebody signs that BOL mm -hmm. before you leave the facility. And the rate con is not the BOL. So, <laughs> I always do try to advise clients to keep some blank bill of ladings in their truck because if for some reason your shipper does not provide you with one, like that's your payment, right? So you want to make sure you have something that someone can sign. If it's a missing signature, is that fixable? I mean, if, if you're halfway across the country and they're like, yeah, yes, we don't have a signature, how do you? Fun. It, is, fun. it can be very <laughs> difficult to fix. Yes. Is it fixable? Most of the time, but it's going to, it's going to, you're going to want to pull your teeth before you have to fix one of those. All right. Yeah. Okay. Any other, uh, yeah. Uh, what'd you say it was most common things like mistakes yeah. people make? M missing lumper receipts. That's a pretty common one. And so, mm -hmm. and that usually doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting paid, but oftentimes it will get, it, it'll prevent you getting paid the full amount. Yep. And so make sure you include those lumper receipts. Or if your bill of lading requires key rec stickers. Okay, this is a big deal. Key rec stickers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to need a definition on that. Sorry. I don't know what they are, but they are places like Walmart, Costco. Um, they'll always have like a key rec sticker that they're supposed to get when they drop. And if that sticker is missing, they it's just a won't nightmare. Even look at you. Yeah. Sometimes they don't pay at all. And if they do, it's delayed for sure. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a, sticker that usually has a barcode on it and a little bit more information. And this kind of gets to your point then, Chris, of, you know, every, every shipper is going to yeah. operate a little bit differently, yeah. have their own little quirks and you got to get to know those. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then also if there's any, like uh, another thing that causes delays oftentimes is if there's a, a claim or some kind of problem with the load, like there was a shortage or an overage or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, I usually try to get some kind of resolution before we leave the facility. When something mm -hmm. like that happens, make sure you communicate well with the broker so everybody knows what's going on and take and pictures try to get, maybe yeah. even there, like yeah. before you leave, mm. you know, document, document, document. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're getting, oh man, this, this is just good life advice, not just good <laughs> accounts receivable advice, right? Document. That's true. You yeah. Know, if you're, if you're Communication, renting. Communication. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All that, all that's important. Communication is yeah. really, I mean, that's really kind of the general theme across this whole, you know, invoicing collections process is communicate. Yeah. Over communicate. Okay. And the theme of this show is jets flying over. So <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Uh, okay, good. I, I feel like we've covered it. Any final thoughts on accounts receivable I, for I, either of you? I don't, do you have any? 
No, I got nothing. Maybe was, these jets are dropping money. <laughs> give me money. You know? We'll have to go out and look. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, see. I'm really excited for the giant brick of cash that's going to land in my backyard. Okay. Yay! I'm sure that's what the F-16s are doing all day. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, Chris, do you, uh, as we move away from this subject and prep for our next episode, do you have any impact tips to I, leave with us today? I actually today? do have one today. <gasps> yeah. Gasp. We do. What do you um, got? Do something that's going to strengthen your personal finances. Okay. And what is, what, and what is that? Anything. What am I supposed to like do? just find something that you can do that's going to strengthen your personal finances. I kind of like, and this is one of those things that you, if you've ever flown on an airplane, which most people have. Mostly F-16s, but yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> the sound is appropriate. Um, you know, then when they, when the um, flight attendants kind of go through their starting spill. Right, and they, right. The, Which the I totally still listen to draw, yeah, every time. You pay 100% yep. attention. You're, you're a good boy. <laughs> um, the oxygen masks drop down. What do they say to do? They say put it, put it on yourself first and then right. help others. And right? the reason behind that is because... If you die, you can't help anybody. You can't help somebody else, right? So you, you want to make sure you're in good health and you're taken care of so that you can help others. And it's kind of the same thing with your personal finances. If your personal finances are not in a good place, place Mm -hmm. it's going to cause a lot of stress on your business finances too Mm. and so you know that's one of the things that i kind of try to do constantly with my personal finances is just make sure you know i'm i'm following good financial practices so that i'm not putting stress on my company And this is one of the things that we talk about all the time don't buy the pickup truck why because if you buy that pickup truck and you can't really afford it you're going to have to take money out of your business every month to make that truck payment and that can put some serious financial stress on your business and make it so that you make bad choices and so um do something to strengthen your personal finances i I want i want your number one or maybe two like quick fire what can somebody do do to strengthen their personal finance i think a couple of the very really the very most important thing as far as personal finances goes is to have an emergency fund. Mm, Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about Dave Ramsey in the past. What he says that should be is a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars in your savings account minimum. That's the starting point. That's the first thing you should have, um, in case something, you know, like your water heater breaks or you've got to replace something on your car, you know, one of those life emergencies happens. That's what that thousand dollars is for. Okay. All right. Build up a an emergency fund. And I love you, it. And if you don't have that, then the next step is like a I think a three to six month um, fund in case you know you uh, lose your job or you know, maybe you have two or, or three something. months in the trucking industry where okay. um, things just aren't going super well and you're not making a lot of money and you can't take money out like you normally would. And so that's a good that's a good personal financial habit to have is to have that little bit of a slush fund so that in the dry times you can get by so that you can um, take advantage of the good times. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for the impact tip. And thank you, Farah, for yeah, thank you. coming on today. <laughs> uh, much appreciate your wisdom in money giving, money getting, really. Money getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me my money. Get me my money. Whatever. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> Either way is fine. <laughs> uh, and thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, once again, Holland Assets LLC is where you can get full show notes. Uh, motorcarrierhq.com is where you can get all the, the tools and the tips and all the, that stuff that we've talked about in the past. But today's theme being accounts receivable, uh, where do they go for iThrive? 
ithrivefunding.com. ithrivefunding.com. And that's the letter I, right? So yep. ithrivefunding.com. Kind of like iPhone, but ithrivefunding.com. See, that's how we know you're hip. <laughs> is uh, it's got a little eye in front of it, right? That that word is usually not associated with me. That's true, unless we're talking about how old you are and I mean, replacements. the replacements that yeah. we're going to need to get for you. <laughs> that true. My knees and your hip. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks for I think another financials episode yep. coming up. So we'll see you then. See you.